Hi, Michael Midas here. Welcome to episode 19 of the Mysterious Bluffs. I'm on the hunt for a how-to video that'll help me impress friends and family. Card tricks, juggling, nah, it has to be fresher. So I search a little further and the videos get too fresh. Fresh from the Sideshow Emergency Ward. Are these videos pleasing the rubbernecks? Like a bloody golf cart crash? Video number one. How to play pan flute with your nose. Look, I'm a Yanni fan. Remember him? He's that Greek musician that plays light instrumental classics. And he's big on pan flute. So folks should take it seriously. And this buffoon is playing it with his nose. What's he doing with his mouth? Kissing his own ass? Video number two. How to catch a trout with a rat trap. Does this guy have a rat problem at home? Why else would he have a rat trap? Did he trade in his fishing rod for it? Video number three. How to turn your recycling into a 12th century torture device. Ooh, that's not so bad. Honey, I found a new way for you to do yoga. Honey, are you there? Honey? Oh yeah, my wife ran off with her fitness instructor. Ghosts, UFOs, brainwashing cults, serial killers. So many strange events take place in the mysterious bluffs that choosing which ones to worry about can be a task and a half. That's why I take the shortcut and go straight for the unresolved mysteries. Especially the cold cases with 101 explanations about what happened. But no matter how much you speculate, all they ever add up to is years of tears. I tell you, sometimes I'd rather play beach volleyball with a hot Russian model. I'm sorry. That's inappropriate. You know why? 78.4% of hot Russian models don't play volleyball. You know what they play? Sexist volleyball. Come on. A Russian babe in a bikini jumping up and down, flinging her wrist like she's waving at a race car driver? <laughs> naughty, naughty. Getting back to mysteries. Now, here in the Mysterious Bluffs, when it comes to solving a puzzle, we hold the bar higher than your average mysterious places. Pet cemeteries? We bury them. Area 51, lost in space. Hey, we sucked up the Bermuda Triangle like a chocolate milkshake. How do we keep the bar high? It's a simple formula. We tie up loose ends like golden shoelaces. So let's take care of a loose end. Just before the Greenland flu, an explosion happened near the shark aquarium. Victims were everywhere, barely holding on to the little help they had. Folks ran in all directions, feared for their lives. Nothing in their eyes except the will to survive. Sirens were blaring, tires screeching. Only the dead had time for preaching.
Everyone feared the worst had happened, that a bomb had been set off. But as unfortunate as the explosion was, it was only an accident. Here's the play-by-play -play of how it happened. Friday afternoon. Gentleman number one is in a bar with a couple of buddies. They're sipping vodka martinis and chatting. Then gentleman number one goes outside to smoke a cigarette. A 26-foot truck is parked outside the bar. The back doors are left open. The loading ramp is down. And the truck is full of fireworks. Gentleman number two, the truck driver, had just picked up a box of t-shirts from a print shop. And well, he forgot to take the receipt. So he rushes back to the print shop. Gentleman number one lights his cigarette, then swears he hears a woman scream from inside the truck. He rushes into the truck to save the day, and loose and tied. The lady who lives across the street from me, Mandy Green, she's in her mid-30s, 5'6", blonde hair, good shape, kind of skinny actually. I don't know much about her, but what I do know is that her social distancing sucks. The other day, I was on my front lawn when her takeout food arrived. The poor delivery guy was given space, and she ran out her door and almost fell over him. She nearly hugged the guy. And it wasn't a, I love you, you love me hug. It was a, give me the Chinese food hug, because I'm too crazy to remember the rules. I wanted to call the snitch line, but couldn't quite do it. So I called Jeeves, the guy who works at my antique store, and asked him if I should rat on her. And he says, the whole point of ratting is you don't tell anyone you're doing it. So I tell him, I'll watch an old movie instead. Cat on a hot tin roof. His Girl Friday? Something to get my mind off being too good a Samaritan. But Mandy Green, I owe her a snitch or two. She's that person. Every block has one. In her spare time, she can't do hobbies or watch TV like the rest of us. She looks out the front window and waits for something suspicious to happen. I can't count how many times I go out my door and get the feeling I'm being watched. I look across the street, and there she is in the front window, staring at me and holding her cell phone tight. Yesterday I saw her cough a little. Did Nancy Drew get the Greenland flu? But she sees me looking her way and her mouth drops, like I'm a guy in the nude wearing a Tina Turner wig. Apparently it's my fault she has bad taste in wigs. No, seriously. Last year we had a huge windstorm. And I'll admit it, afterwards there was a bit of junk on my lawn. Some old flyer, empty chip bag, that sort of thing. Nothing anyone would notice before I took care of it. Mandy Green looked out her window, then made the almighty phone call. No, she didn't call a close friend to say how much she cared. She called the city and must have told them that my lawn looked like the side of an inner-city freeway. I guess it was a busy day around town. It took the community standards officer an hour to show up. They usually come in half that time. 
you think their car engines were running before the phone rings? The lady who was the officer stops her car by my front lawn, then takes a picture of it with her phone. I guess to prove it hadn't been trashed by a tornado. I'm telling you, she doesn't need my lawn on her phone. She needs Never Cry Wolf in the glove compartment. It's not the only time Mandy Green narked. Apparently, Swen and Ebba's cat looks like it's starving. My roof is about to collapse and the mailman tripped on my garden hose. The community standards officer comes to the door and always says the same thing. We had a call about this or that, and everything seems to be okay, so take care. Really, they're good people, especially since the Greenland flu hit town. I went to the park yesterday. I really like fresh air and squirrels, but it's almost the only place to go. So it's getting serious people action. Thankfully, the community standards officers are there to make it a safe experience. They make sure folks keep their distance from each other. Nobody's sitting on benches or tossing a football around. I feel safer with them. Well, except for the officer sitting in his car by the playground, making sure nobody uses it. You know how to keep a playground empty? It's a fine balance between reading the paper and dozing off. If he keeps it up, He'll be promoted to a police checkpoint in Slovakia. I wouldn't be surprised if some kid slipped him a 50 to use the swing set. I'd feel safer if the officer put down the paper and picked up a poop scooper. The other day I spoke with Bill the Blind Ex-Fireman. Well... We kind of yelled at each other since we were 10 feet apart. Met him at the park, of course. I'm kind of jealous of how he gets along these days. Hey, if you're ever in a rush during a pandemic, get a pair of sunglasses and a seeing eye dog. Bill doesn't line up outside the grocery store. Folks get out of the way like he's patient zero. But Bill gets most of his groceries delivered, except when he's hungry for a 14-inch cow tongue. He'll go for that himself. The lady who shops for him has a light stomach, and Bill doesn't want to upset her. When Bill told me this, I said, Bill, you're upsetting me. A 14-inch cow tongue? I don't know whether to eat it or wear it for Halloween. Bill could eat like the rest of us and enjoy a burger or chicken and ribs or Chinese food. Hey, how about a schnitzel? But Bill's eaten like a Romanian World War I vet. I asked him, why remind yourself of a time when folks were boiling up rats to survive? Man, Bill frowned like a drowning maniac. He said his family's been in love with a cow tongue recipe since he could remember. The recipe gave him fond memories of his Slovakian grandmother cooking in the kitchen for hours. Bill also said that he too ate burgers, but they reminded him of a clown, pirate, or some fantasy mascot that made a meat patty on a bun seem larger than life. I said, come on, Bill. Does it take a 14-inch cow tongue for you to love your grandmother? Bill said yes. 
So we'll leave it at that. I gotta tell you, I once had a blog about Russian silverware. Years ago, long before I married my ex Zelda. You know, it was a parody blog. Maybe a bit cheeky, but in good spirits. I'm an antique salesman, and I really care about Russian silverware. So the blog was going great, folks were visiting, and well, one day it vanished. I call up the host company, and apparently they have zero record of it ever existing. Wow, I couldn't believe it. My girlfriend at the time, Zoe, she's a bit out there. She thought my blog had been hacked by the KGB because of the Russian silverware. I said, nah, that's ridiculous. They don't have time for those kind of things. But a few days later, I was walking out the front door of my house and some guy across the street points a camera in my direction and takes some pictures. I thought he was a real estate guy because he had a blazer and a tie on. So then I continue on the sidewalk and another guy walks up from behind me, puts his arm around my shoulder and says right in my ear, shut up about the Russian silverware. Then he sticks a flyer in my jacket pocket. Before I could even think of what to say, he darts off to the other side of the road and heads in the opposite direction. So I look at the flyer. You know what it says? Come see the Cincinnati Reds play live. I'm like, oh, it's that local rock band again. The Cincinnati Reds. They've been playing at clubs in the Mysterious Bluffs forever and ever. Hold it. Wow. They've got a Russian bikini model on the flyer. Man, I want to leave my heart in Cincinnati. I don't know about the singer, Adam Applewhite. He came into the antique store once, and I recognized him from posters around town. He was wearing this super shiny leather jacket, and he was totally into himself. I'm telling you, his chin was flying higher than a trapeze artist. This guy was Rambo without the Lambo. To lighten things up, I ask him for an autograph. And he nods yes, like I couldn't have asked a better question. He doesn't have the slightest idea I'm kidding. Then he pulls out his own pen. I thought, wow, he's sponsored by Bic. I can guess why he got so fresh about himself. The Cincinnati Reds have this song called Panning for Yukon Gold. For the longest time, the song's been haunting the radio. I don't know what's going on here. Adam Applewhite, his voice makes my hair feel like it's falling out. The guitar makes my skin feel loose. Why don't they call the song Open Stage at the Terminal Ward? I thought, maybe it's just my taste. I'm being outrageously subjective. So I asked a friend about the song, and you know what they said? I'd rather listen to a blow-up doll get shot out of a cannon. How does panning for Yukon Gold get on the radio? If those dudes were pro baseball players, the fans would boo them off the field. I can guess what Adam Applewhite would say. Michael, you're jealous because my song's so amazing. I'd be like, no way. I'm saving my jealousy for the Partridge family. Getting back to the two meatheads that tried to harass me, 
You know what? It didn't feel like harassment at all. I feel sorry for them. They couldn't even afford to harass a guy without promoting a half-wit band on the side. And if there's the slightest chance the dude who sent the meatheads is listening, why don't you send a nasty email like everyone else? Listen to this one. Michael, after the last Mysterious Bluffs episode, I'm convinced nothing you do is legit. I can't believe you turned the podcast into a plug for social justice. You're a character in the podcast. So how would you know it existed in the first place? This is disturbingly fake. I'd rather watch the Cincinnati Reds play lawn darts. In fact, you suck way worse than them. So go get paid like they do. In Monopoly Money. Signed Anonymous. At least Anonymous got it off their chest. And so did I. So thanks for listening to The Mysterious Bluffs, episode 19. 